Your job is I am available for my highest and best alignment. I'm so excited to speak over people. I can't wait for the next call to come in. It's all going to work itself out. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed Monday's episode. It was some clips from the retreat that we just did, and I've gotten some beautiful DMs from listeners letting me know that you guys really felt like that was inspiring. And I'm so glad. I feel like as we take this journey, the podcast has been five years and I'm growing right alongside you. And I just feel like you know, sometimes you've been saying the same thing, but then you just say it better than you've ever said it. And you yourself feel like you get it. Like things just keep widening. The aperture of the lens just keeps expanding. So that retreat was just a full on beautiful experience for all of us, myself included. And I'm really looking forward to doing more of those. We have about four spaces left for anyone who wants to join us in Santa Monica. We're going to be doing this next one, super intimate, only 14 women, and it's going to be at a beautiful five-star hotel penthouse, Casa del Mar. And um, everyone who joins it also gets free access to my signature course, Abundant Never After, plus $1,000 of Kathy Cash, which you can use towards anything else that I'm doing So it's a beautiful package and there's definitely that one-on-one time because we're only having 14 women. If you want to find out more about it, you can go to kathyheller.com slash Lux. And if you want to find out about special pricing, you can DM me. If you are alumni of any of my programs, you're in the mastermind, you're in any of the programs we've ever done, you um, are eligible for special pricing. So you can DM me for that. So today I wanted to share a piece of a coaching call that I did recently with this woman, Joe, who's in our mastermind. She's been building momentum for herself. She's written and published several children's books and she's done speeches for big corporate groups, but she wants to expand a big part of her business and help more women give themselves permission to reclaim who they are and rediscover their joy even in the darkest times. I think what she's doing is so important and it's already resonating with the people who've been introduced to her work. So today you're going to listen as I help her move through some really big blocks and limiting beliefs that have been holding her back from really just opening up the floodgates. And we're going to get into some tactical things as well, which I think you guys might enjoy. So I just want to give a huge thank you to Joe for being so open and allowing us to play this for you. Some of the things that were there coming up for her are so common for all of us. So I know that this conversation is really helpful for everyone. Okay, let's dive into this call. Take a listen. So now it's your turn to talk to us about (laughs) where where you're at with all of that. What do you want to build in the next six months? Ooh, I, first of all, I want to say um, thank you for this opportunity. Like I wanted to just, since the last retreat, I have had such a dramatic transformation and I was in therapy and my therapist is now saying, she's just like, I don't know who you are. I made her cry the other day. She's like, I've never cried in front of any of my clients before. Wow. And she's like, I want to go to a Kathy Heller retreat. And I was like, you should. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So I just wanted to say thank you because the transformation has been phenomenal. And that is amazing to hear. (laughs) That's amazing to hear. I mean, I live for it. Literally, like I think I'm I'm here for that. It means so much to me. I just see such unnecessary suffering in all of us, myself included. And it's like, if you can just sort of pull the wool back, you go, oh, that's what's really going on. And then you're you're just okay because you have access to this this well-being. And that's exactly, yeah. And that's exactly what's happened for me. And I think that's where I want to go in the next six months is to be able to share that. Like, 
with my book, Dear Mama Bear with a Fucked Up Hair, it's, it's basically, it's a picture book for mums and it's it's about depression. It's my journey of depression, you know, in being a mum and that pull of like, I adore my kids, but I've lost who I am. And so it's just this really, it's basically a poem. It's a fun, it's funny in parts, it's poignant, it's dark, but like every every mum I've shown it to without fail, like, and people I don't know are like touched by it. And it was something that like I channeled. I didn't even, I wasn't planning to write this book. I literally just wrote it. And I don't know, you know, like I wrote it two years ago and thinking I'd hit my lowest point two years ago. That was complete bullshit because then last year we had two really big events happen with two of our sons. And so I had lot like when I came, when I found you or when you found me, I was at the lowest point I've ever been at in my life. And I had literally given up on my business because it wasn't doing anything. And I just felt like I don't have anything left to give as a mom. I don't have anything left to give as a person. Like, what am I doing? So I I went back to a a contract role, but then I took Abundant Ever After. And, oh, my God, stuff just started shifting. And I started really realizing I can be sad, but I can get all of that out of me. And I have all this to share. So the book, it's not like, I don't want to just sell a book in six months, right? Like I, I, I am an author. I'm, I've stopped saying I'm trying to be an author. I'm an author. I've sold three, you know, I've published three children's books that are really good. And now I've got this book on pre-order. Beautiful. What I'd like to see is like, I have a feeling about this book. I really do that. I think it's going to help like other women and other moms realize that they're not alone, you know, and that they can access that, that good feeling. And they can, they can still have all the chaos and all the stuff that's going on, but they can access that good feeling, even if it's just a tiny bit every day. So I want to be able to spread that word. So I want to like make this book launch as successful as I can without wearing myself out and without like it being detrimental to me. I want it to be fun. I'm in Susie's program, Susie Moore's uh, visibility. She's amazing. And so I had a call with her the other day and she was like, pitch, pitch, pitch. You know, she's telling me like to pitch media and all these things. And and that's awesome. And I'm actually going to an event called Pitch Please in New York. So I'll be pitching the book and and that there as well. It will have just launched. But there's something else missing. And so like there's the book and like I'd love advice on, you know, any, any advice. But when I started my company that's really a hobby but it's going to be a business like I called it Jotopia because for me it's a place like it's a mindset and it's a place that even in my darkest days I can find the sun and that's what the sun is all about Mm -hmm. behind me it's like it's that reminder that I can be going through shit but I can still it's the darkness and light I can still have that feeling and so I am a coach. I got my coaching certification and I just like, whether I get a certification or not, I've been coaching women anyway. And, you know, for years in my leadership role that I had in corporate America. And I just, I like to make it fun. And so I came up with that. And again, I would love advice on this. Like my whole thing is I'm living in Jotopia. Jotopia is not a place. It's a mindset. And it's like all the, you know, I'm working through what that means and how that, you know, what do I need in Jotopia to make me be the best version of me? And so this, again, it just came to me early on when I was developing the company is like, let me help you find the you and your utopia. I don't know. I've been talking about it a bit more on my social media and things and just getting some traction to see if that even sticks with people or if people like it. But it's just a fun way to like design, like, well, what would my world look like? What mantras do I have that hit me? What colors, you know, make me feel good? What smells, what sounds, what music, all that kind of stuff. And it's just a fun way to coach someone to get to that point where I am now where I feel so much better even though I'm still dealing with some pretty major things that are going on in my life totally get it all right here's my little riff for you okay okay and tell Colleen this I always have my little riffs of the day um (laughs) (laughs) so everyone's heard what I thought when I was watching the dolphins you know I had that riff and then yesterday I had a riff because I got in my own stuff and uh I had this just beautiful meeting with an incredible studio and it was really big because it let me know that whether I take this deal or not, I'm being given the door is open, right? And I'm going to be able to step into this next thing. And I started to get in my stuff right? and I started to have a conversation with myself about like overthinking that in some way. Yeah. 
So I like watched an interview with Steven Spielberg and Oprah from like the 90s. And he had already won the Oscar for Schindler's List. He had done E.T., Jaws, The Color Purple. Like he had done all this stuff. And she's like, oh my God. And do you remember when we were on The Color Purple? And I'm like, what am I thinking? Like I wasn't on The Color Purple. Set. Like they're like, they're like buddies. Like, they're on the same level. Like then I saw an interview with him on NBC News from three years ago. He's talking about the 25th anniversary of Schindler's List. And he's amazing. And he's intimidating, like from an ego perspective. And I'm like- this is ridiculous. What are you doing? And then I started to have this little riff in my head, which was, why are you making this such a big deal? And I'm saying this to you because we just talked for the first five, six minutes about this book, which we both know that's like you taking what you have inside of you, pouring it into a thimble and saying, good. And it's like, (laughs) what you have inside of you is an ocean. It's not a symbol. And you know that. And so what you're doing is you're basically without being able to see it. This is where coaching is so helpful and friendships and things like that, because we have blinders. So you just moved us through this whole beautiful conversation. And what you basically said was, here's where I'm scared. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. But what I really know I'm supposed to do is this, like go direct and just be, you know, be speaking, pouring over women, talking to people and where that's going to lead. It's going to be one-on-one coaching, group coaching, retreats, whatever it's going to be. But I'm just, there's a part of me that's like, you know, here I am on the map. You are here with the thimble. And I kind of know exactly (laughs) where this is. And actually I've seen, there's like this little like foxhole where if I walk through it, I get right there, but it's a little bit scary, right? So here's where I think it it gets scary because it's this, this invisible, who am I to do this? Like, I don't think that we really know that that's what it is, right? That's the only thing that's here is how much are we willing to step into our ultimate truth and expansion and potential Yeah, at every moment. Right. And so my riff in my mind was, hang on a second. This is what I started thinking. I was like, as cool and awesome as it is that Steven Spielberg made ET and Indiana Jones, he did all those movies, yeah. Jurassic Park, all that stuff. For him, that was simple. Like mm-hmm. he was just making what he's supposed to make. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a big deal. It's him going, yeah, my version of me not doing a thimble's worth of myself, but just offering myself is storytelling just like this on this level that has this kind of an impact. But what about a doctor who goes to work every day and comes home and says, I did six surgeries today. And people are like, oh, you saved six lives. And we are in our society impressed by that, right? But we don't put that on the same level as someone who wins an Oscar, which is just Mm -hmm. interesting. Like this person saving life. Then I thought, what about honeybees? I'm like, honeybees, they do something epic. They make honey, which we now know this is true about everything, but we know this specifically about honey, that if if all the bees were gone, we wouldn't exist anymore. That's how important honey is. Right. But no one's jumping up and down and going, oh my God, it's so epic that you make honey. And they're not thinking about it. They're just making as much honey as they can make all day long. Right. So I'm sitting here thinking, this is not a big deal. This is literally your job and you know it. And you have insight. And the reason you're in pain is that gap. Mm-hmm. Our pain is all the hemming and hawing and resistance around. This was my assignment. And I'm aching because what we crave most is to give fully. Yeah. We want to fully give our expression away. It's like no guitar wants to be holding a potted plant. It's not meant to, that hole in the middle is meant for resonance. It's not meant to hold <laughs> anything physical. So if you used it as a potholder, the guitar is so unhappy. It's like, this is not my job, right? (laughs) And it's also not meant for you to have this Steinway piano for you to pluck one note on it once a year. It's like, I'm a Steinway. Like, please put a concert pianist on this bench and play me. And it's not complex. I'm meant to be played this way. I'm Mm -hmm. meant for Mozart to just step in and play, right? And you're not supposed to be the one who comes up with all of the things that you're going to say, because when you're in flow, Michelangelo and Mozart, like the music wrote them, that's the beauty of it. And then 
when you're listening to Steven Spielberg and he was telling Oprah about the, you know, about filming Schindler's List, he's like, you know, I had done The Color Purple, which is a Black woman story. I had done Empire of the Sun, which is somebody else's story, right? An Asian story. And he goes, and I knew about the, the Schindler's List story. And I was like, oh, who am I to, it's so personal. You know, I'm Jewish. I talk about the Holocaust. I don't know. I don't want to put this spotlight on myself. He goes, and then I decide, okay, I'm going to do it. And he said, and what's amazing is that was his first Oscar, which is hard to believe because he had done, he goes, I didn't shoot the movie. (laughs) I didn't shoot the movie. He's like, I got to Poland. I was an emotional basket case, like standing in concentration camps. Um, I said to my wife, that's it. I had a panic attack. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to shoot this movie. I can't even begin to understand how to tell this story. And he said, every day I kept coming home to my wife and saying, I wasn't there today. I'm promising you. I, I moved the camera and it told me where the next shot was. There was a sunset at this moment. It was supposed to be raining. And next thing I know, I saw it. And, th- and he goes, it was the most intuitive thing I've ever done. And I don't know how I did it. And I couldn't repeat it. Right. And the movie was supposed to fail because it was in black and white. And it was about something so depressing. And it swept the Oscars. It won best director, best picture. But, you know, it's like it, it, it moved the world in such a way. And he didn't do it. He says, I promise. I kept feeling like. I don't even understand what we're going to even shoot tomorrow. I have no preparation for it. <laughs> so it's just honeybees. They just get led. They know how to make honey. It's just what we do. Mm-hmm. So you don't want me to sit here and give you advice on how to pre-sell the hell out of the book, even mm-hmm. though you will and you can. And Susie's one of my best friends in the world. And mm-hmm. she's an amazing person and coach. And you'll figure that out. But it's time to set down this part that is kind of, there's a bridge and there's a, there's a gate on the bridge and it's saying you can't pass. Yeah. And you're meant to, it's <laughs> your thing, right? Yeah. So if you were going to just allow yourself to just be guided and get and, and fully in service, mm-hmm. right? What would that look like? If you just played that tape, what do you want to be doing? Do you want to be doing these like events like Esther Hicks, where she just stands on the stage? Do you want to be like one-on-one coaching? Do you want to be doing kind of what I'm doing? Do you want to be doing, I mean, we don't have to figure it out. It's going to kind of dance through you, but you you might have a little inkling of what you would really think. Your best, most gentle, effortless, ease-filled self. What is she doing? She's writing incredible stories and she's telling those stories like I do see myself on stage like I, t- I would be speaking like it would be an event speaking at not one-on-one coaching that doesn't light me up but seeing that light go off in other women and seeing that like speaking through my you know basically I do I, my all of my books have been channeled so it's like telling that story is like how that even came about I gave my first book is called Tilly Toad's Heavy Load. And it's about this little toad who his dad is a green toad. His mom is a brown toad. And he has these weird colored spots and he feels different. And it's about my boys because I'm in an interracial marriage. So, and it's just this beautiful story. And I didn't write it. It just came to me. Like it came to me in a dream. And I gave a speech to 300 people with a, is in hospitality because that's my background. Like you didn't have any slides I threw some pictures on of the book so they could see it. And I was like, why is a children's author coming to talk to you today? <laughs> it's like, that's kind of weird. But I told like the story of Tilly and how that's my story and like how, you know, it's all about, you don't have to be your feelings. Like you can let go of that. You can, you know, and so it's just, and honestly, I did it the week after my son had been in, um, in a psych ward because he had, Drug him. That story you told the other day about um, your friend or somebody who, that's me. I've been through that and we had to put him into rehab. So with all of that going on, I told this story and I didn't prepare for it. I didn't, I was just like, I'm just going to give this speech because quite frankly, it was paying me really well. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. I have to do it. I can compartmentalize what's going on with my son and just do this speech. And it just came from me. Like I just prayed before I did it. And I was just like, guide me because I have no clue what I'm about to say. And it all came out. And I just had the most amazing response that I've ever had from women who and men who were just like, wow, like it's a children's book, but you you taught me something today. So I think I, I do. I, 
Yeah, that hit when you said like <laughs> this thimble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is so beautiful. And it's so funny when people say that, you know, we all say that I've said that and and I mean it. I'm like, oh, I've never, you know, I didn't use slides. And it's like, think about Oprah standing up and using slides. Yeah. You would just go, what's happening? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, think about any person you've ever heard speak and then they like get out a clicker and you're like, oh, you're that kind of a person. You have no resonance. You might have something smart to say, but in this moment, we're not having this real exchange. There's this very pre-planned and- not to say that we can't learn things from slideshows and things like that, because there's value to that, but mm-hmm. it's a different universe of value when someone yeah. just opens their heart yeah. and they go off script and they just decide to freefall with you in that moment. So yeah. what's very clear about what you just said very clearly is I want to be speaking. I want to mm-hmm. be speaking on stages and get paid to be speaking. You know, yesterday I saw a friend of mine and she says to me, Oh, I'm going to Sweden in October. And every time I'm with her, she goes, oh, I'm going to Ireland. I'm going to Bologna. I'm going to, literally, this is what she does. She does journalistic writing about art. So she gets invited to like a tile show or a textile show and like freelances her whole thing and gets paid to travel the world. And I said, if somebody were to say to you, but how do you do that? Like, what do I do to do that? It's like, you are that. Like she literally, that is it. She just exudes, I guess this is a full possibility without even thinking about it. And her life is that she gets paid to go around the world to the most exquisite hotels and places. So everything is in the field. Everything is done. There's nothing that you, you know, it's all available. You've already even had experience with it. So if you were going to be a match, for being asked to speak now all the time, energetically, vibrationally, where would you need to tune and change the dial so that it's so potent that you get the call and you Mm -hmm. get the next call and the next call because you are it. And they just go, oh, you know what? Let me ask her if she's available. What does that feel like to shift that? And why is that scary? It feels amazing to to state that and to to see that. And what's resisting, what's scary at the moment is I put myself in this 30 hour week that I'm doing as a contract, you know, with a hospitality. So I've got so many contacts because I had a 25 year career in the hospitality industry. So like it, and I just did an Esther Hicks meditation before I came on here about money books and it's, it's financial. So like, my husband's a, a high school football coach, loves what he does. Like yeah. that's his. And so, I, you know, like I don't want anything different for him. He, he wants that. He loves yeah. it. And now yes. he, he's fully supporting me. Like I was like, I don't know how we're going to pay for this mastermind, but I feel like I should do it. And he's like, you absolutely should do it. Like he wants to see me living my dream yeah. and doing yeah. what I want to do. So it's to the point of like my goal, I would love to be able to at the end of the year to walk away from that contract. So, but it's like, that's one thing. It's this like, I can't see how I can do that while I'm still doing this. Mm-hmm. But then I'm in this cycle where I'm stuck because if I don't make right. the leap. I mean, as, as complex as it comes across to us, it is always so simple in the sense that our ego craves certainty. Our soul wants the unknown. Yeah. I was watching a guy, you'll probably hear me <clears> say <throat> this one again, because it's another little thought I had yesterday, but we were sitting on the beach. I was watching this guy paragliding and I took a video of it and I thought, oh my gosh, isn't it amazing how good it feels to let go of control? Mm. That's why he loves it. That's yeah. why somebody wants to do whatever experience, there's a level of like, oh my God, and I'm I'm okay. And I took a risk to let go. And then I get to feel this feeling of being held mm. without being hyper vigilant in my ego, right? And there's this like, Ooh, there's a rush from that because yeah. really that's all we really want in our life. It's like, how can we get that rush day to day? It's like, well, you don't need to go paragliding. You could just trust. You could just trust reality, <laughs> actual <laughs> reality to come in and support you. So here's the thing though. It's like you can still be in alignment and take the next half step, which is a stretch for you to trust. 
and you don't have to quit your job tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I don't see why we can't just pull in and allow in more and more opportunities over the next 60, 90 days. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that you wouldn't be able to do some things? Maybe it would work out. Maybe Mm -hmm. you would make a certain amount of money and it would work out just to do one or two of them. And you would start to go, oh, if I did this kind of a thing. And also it's interesting how we have this thought, you know, Seth Godin used to tell me this, like the other way that our ego shows up is like, for me to be fully aligned, there's no way I could teach marketing, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. what he does. But he wound up just being himself. And then these huge opportunities came within marketing that he showed up for as himself. And it turned into speeches about empathy. Mm. And then from there, it grew to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing until he, he vibrated so high that everything around him in the corporate world just vibrated out. And then he was just put into Seth Godin land. But he Mm -hmm. was inside of a beast called, I help you as a creative director, help you understand how to market. And it just exploded. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're already seeing that. And there are things that happen where somebody is such a good ambassador for the company. You're so beyond what you did. You're an ambassador for the people even at the company that by you continuing to speak, you carve out a whole different way of being within this corporate environment. And I think about how many women inspire the world through keynote speeches who are really, they're not writing books or coaching like Sarah Blakely and Spanx has spoken a gazillion times at this point. So I don't know if it really is even a problem. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of being a match for it. And then the world, the universe, God, Mm -hmm. the infinite decides how to line you up with it. Right. You don't need to worry about whether it's going to come this way or this way. And it has to, in your mind, be this way and not this way. It's like, as long (laughs) as you are standing in alignment and the abundance is coming in, we don't care what that looks like. And we trust it will get led to the TED Talk. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. Colleen, what do you have to say? I know I've been talking a lot. Well, it's exactly that. And it's because it's our mind, right? It's like mind, body, soul. We've got our mind and our body down here in 3D. And we got our soul that we're connected to in 5D. And so it is like there's almost a stronger pull, right? To the mind, to the mind, to the mind, to the mind over and over again. And that's the work, right? That's the how is get out of the mind and connect in with the soul more. And we want to be like, no, but what do I need to do? Kathy didn't tell me what to do today. I'm no further ahead, right? And it's like, but it's not the doing we think it's doing. It literally isn't. And the more we hear that and the more we can drop into that and the more we can fully embrace that and practice that connection point and keep coming back to that when the Mm -hmm. ego goes, oh, what do I need to do? You can be like, oh, thanks for noticing that I'm back in, you know, my mind again. Let me just take this moment and just be mindful and just listen to the sounds in this room for 30 seconds even, right? Mm -hmm. To bring your presence into the moment. Yeah. It's like we have in front of us, you know, like the doors in front of you right now. But my point is that we decide so much and it's then we get so upset and we get so stuck and we get so confused and we think, oh, I'm in a double bind. If I really had courage, I would leave my job tomorrow, but oh my gosh, I can't. And now I'm just like a ping pong ball inside my brain. (laughs) None of that has to be your job. Your job is I am available for my highest and best alignment. I'm so excited to speak over people. I can't wait for the next call to come in. It's all going to work itself out. If I start getting calls from the outside and I have this job and this project and this project, somehow, some way, either I'm going to wind up going to my boss and saying, can I work part-time or somehow, some way it's all going to be the right dates or somehow, some way I'm going to make enough money that it's going to like jump me over here. Or I might even get a promotion to work at a different job within my company. And then Mm -hmm. from there, like it, none of it really matters, Mm -hmm. right? What, what matters right now is what it's costing you to analyze what's not your business. It's not your business at all. That part's not your business. Yeah. Yeah. That part's not your business. Right. And it's amazing how we trust in the bigger things. Like on some level, every little girl 
kind of trust that one day she'll meet her prince. Hmm. And that's so much more hard to analyze than this. It's like, wait, where am I going to meet him? Where do I have to be? What if I'm, right. no, 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 I better not leave the house in case somebody calls and sets me up with, oh no, I better not leave this bar and show up here every, it's like, how do you know where the person's going to come from? You don't know that you're going to marry that person. God knows your address, not you. That's not your job. You go do your thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So I just say, get out of that part. And so now let's think about what you can feel called to do next, because the truth is even that's irrelevant, but where it is relevant is if we decide that your next step is reaching out to the people who hire speakers, which we could, let's say. So on LinkedIn, every company, and you probably already know this, but if you don't, there's a learning and development person at every company, Coca-Cola and Nike and every company and they have a budget for hiring people to speak. Okay. That's my so, field. Yeah. Yeah. That's your field. <laughs> right. So you know, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So it's like, we might decide that it feels like we're going to put it out there, right? That this is something that you're available to do. This is the topic. These are the three topics that you speak on. And you're so excited to have a conversation about whether or not it's a fit or what mm-hmm. they're looking for or what the next quarter looks like, <clears throat> you know, just something like that. And we can talk about how to actually write the best cold message. Cause I'm really good at that. Awesome. And then why that matters. Cause the, the world will bring it to you however it needs to God is in control, but why that matters is you get to have something tangible to actually then practice mm-hmm. clearing the energy around. Yeah. And the more you do that, it might come from over here, but you just sent a signal like I'm here, I'm ready, I'm available fully, not just in my mind, but mm-hmm. 100% here. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? It does make sense. That just gave, like, as you were saying that, I get this huge, like, oh, like it's scary. And that's, I know exactly that that's what I need to be doing then, right? Because if it scares me, then that's like, you're dead on. That feels- so let's talk about those people in learning and development. Up till this point, Have Mm -hmm. you ever done that? Have you ever reached out to 10 people on LinkedIn or whoever else and said, here's what I'm doing and here's what I'd love to chat about? Not cold, I haven't. So through friends, because I'm in learning and development, so I have friends in the industry. This is all like, duh. Yeah, really. I'm like, huh? Yeah. So yeah, I through my friends, like, who work in the hospital well one works in hospitality and the other's in a different industry I have pitched like they're like oh my god we could have you as our next corporate you know like at the next corporate event like we're, we're going to pitch you so I've written like a pitch with some of the topics I can talk about um so I've done that twice and you know they were like thanks but no thanks for right now that one came through somebody I used to work with and she was like oh my god Joe you'd be awesome so she got me in through the door that way I do think like as long as I'm not for right now, as long as I'm not going hospitality, I could pitch everywhere else because then they wouldn't have an issue with me right now because there is a contractual, like I couldn't go, but then I can once like all this clears and then I don't, you know. This is really juicy. And this is really um, one of my areas of expertise because my whole world was really built way before I was coaching. I was cold calling, right? I was Mm reaching out to people cold. And so I really got great at that. And so let's talk about that for a second. Okay. And I'll say it this way first. If we are willing to be in our ego uncomfortable, you can have anything you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So every single day when I started the podcast, every single day when I started music writing, writing music for TV and film, both of those pursuits Every day I would get excited that I could find email addresses. I could find contacts. I could find people either through LinkedIn or I could find people through. It's so easy online because once you know the email format of a company, Mm -hmm. you can go, okay, it's either c.heller at nike.com or it's Kathy Heller at nike.com or it's Kathy.heller or it's Kathy H. There's only a few ways. (laughs) So what I used to do is I used to just find the name of the human mm-hmm. and then find some email of the company online. So I would just know the format. Is it Nike.uk if I'm writing to this person? Like whatever it is. 
Right. And then I would put the Kathy.Heller at Nike in the two and in the BCC, the other four options so that they, I don't look stupid, but one of them will get through and four will bounce back. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then I would come up with an email that would be basically the email I would send to everyone, but the first line would be different. And the emails were always way more about starting, igniting a relationship with this person casually than the agenda to tell them what I was up to and see if they wanted to have a part of it. Okay. Because there's nothing warm going on. Right. And this person's not a machine. It's Mm -hmm. a human. So human beings need to connect first and everything is proximity. Everything is access. So it's like, you just said, well, I happen to know people. The point is, if you have access because you make a relationship with someone in one email exchange, then you could go to the next thing, which is, well, here's what I do. What do you do? To... You got to create a relationship. All you're really trying to do in a first email is, can there be just a little something personal, something connected, something EQ, emotional, like mm-hmm. the stick. So this person just wants to write back. Ooh, now they wrote back. Now maybe I can say the next thing. And then we kind of just inch our way to a conversation about what it really is. But we're not going to just like with a sale, we're not going to pitch the person who we don't know. Right. Because they don't want to be pitched to because they don't know us and they're being pitched to all day long. Mm -hmm. So when I would be willing to do this every day, I would always be able to find like 10 people and then I would let go of it. So I would assume to myself, most of these people might not write back. I might hear from two of these people by the end of the week. And then I would be so excited. Like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember that I wrote to Nickelodeon and Hasbro and whatever. But these two people, these two little bites, this one woman wrote me back. Oh, how cute with an emoji. Or this one woman wrote me back. I'm making this up, but someone wrote me back. My wife's pregnant. She's not able to have sushi right now. She's really bummed. And I'm like, oh, there's a connection, right? right? So if we start doing that, just like that, where we're writing to a bunch of people and we're doing it, and I'll, I'll tell you more about what I think really works in a personable way, it throws people off guard in a good way. They're like, oh, this is such a different email that I usually get in my inbox. Mm-hmm. And this person is not here to ask me right away for something to do for them. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit of like a connection being made. So eventually it just takes off on its own because once you get a couple people, then now you have work that begets more work and more work mm-hmm. and more work. And then at a certain point, you don't have to send those emails every single day because there's a momentum going on, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were to send these kind of notes, I believe you would be successful with this because you've already have validation. You have proof of concept. You've already done it mm-hmm. and you enjoyed it. And the feedback was good. Yeah. So really what I used to think to myself is if I know that this podcast interview is going to be beautiful and I need to get more guests when I was first starting, but why would I not send these notes? Mm-hmm. And the ego says, well, you're burdening someone. You're mm-hmm. bothering someone. It's like, why is it a bother? It's an email. We have unlimited data in our phones, right? And if I send it, especially in the way that I'll tell you that I send a note, it's lovely. It's just a note. They cannot respond if they want and they can delete it or they can respond. They have choice, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I used to write music and I would think like, this music is coming from my heart and it's beautiful and it's good, you know? It's like, they're looking for me. Like those people in learning and development every day go to their job looking to wow their boss by bringing in speakers, by doing things for the team that deepen the team's ability to really find meaning in work Mm -hmm. and to take a leadership role. So they want to bring in all kinds of people. And if a company has a lot of women on staff, Mm-hmm. wouldn't they think, oh, we're going to look really good if we take one moment out of our busy work schedule to just have this conversation. And if a company has a lot of men, wouldn't they look good if they said, you know what's going on in the world? We actually wanted to bring in a woman to talk about how, like either way you slice it, they look good. 
they mm-hmm. benefit. Right. You're doing them the favor. Favor. Yeah. So we can, you know, tease that out a little bit more, but if we know that there are people literally every single day in learning and development who have a budget and here's the other thing, they have to spend it. Yeah. So how does that feel? It feels good. Um, processing, but yeah, it feels good. I think, yeah, I've just got to get out of the control. Like I've totally got to get out of the control of like between that, like, I guess like between now and September, like I want to be pitching the book because I don't want to let that go in terms of like giving it a good shot to get out. Um, so I'm just like mentally now I'm thinking through my, like my time because I can, I can get the stuff done, but like I have a limited amount of time, but I guess writing pitches and doing stuff for the book and getting that moving. And then maybe this is like, you know, October, I work on the speech, the speech side of it. I don't know. That's I'll make it really easy for you. (laughs) It's not about time. You're just scared, first of all. And second of all, you just have your blinders on because the best way to sell books is at an event. Yeah, that's true. When I was selling my book, my number one goal was to speak at public events, right? Corporate events. And to say, oh, I'm going to make this real easy for you. Yeah. Part of how you're going to pay me is you're going to pay me this much less and you're going to buy a thousand books. <laughs> yeah. And they did. Part of how you're going to pay me is you're going to invite me, pay me this, and then you're going to let me set up a table where I'm going to sign these books afterwards. Yeah. That is how you move books. Yeah. Let's ask anybody who has when, wanted to hit the New York Times list. Yeah. You need to get events going where the book is part of the event. It's part of the, or it's like this you know, you, people buy the book and that's their ticket to the event. It's always wrapped in that's, with an event. That's, yeah, I could do it that way with, because with self-publishing, I don't, it's print on demand. I don't have like tons of copies of the book to sell. Right. And that would be an investment. I'd have to go do that. But like, that's a great, I love that. Like buy a, you know, a ticket and, and not only that, to get a ticket to the event, not only that, but when you are starting to speak between now and you, you allow that fear to go in this other way and dissolve and you step forward Every time you speak, you're going to say, I have a book and you guys can get it at this link. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. you don't need an influencer who doesn't, because this is also how much enthusiasm that has. I just got this book, this one, I don't know. And I posted it on a story for 15 seconds. Go buy it. So what? Yeah. Okay. Or you come and speak to me for 45 minutes and, and you say, you and I wrote it. this book and everybody goes, let's go buy it right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you like say that. at the end of every speech, I wrote this book. And if you buy this book to follow up from this talk, if you send me a screenshot of your book, however you want to do that, the receipt, the whatever, I'm going to do a follow-up Q&A with everybody who buys the book on such and such a date and you can come to it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like literally, that here's what happens. When yeah. we get scared, <laughs> the clarity goes away, right? Yeah. And then when you just said to me, I just don't have that much time. Well, how much time does it take to create? And we'll talk about this a little bit more. A five line email, five line email, copy and paste it and send it (laughs) to 10 people a day. No, even if you were really (laughs) slow, right? You're you're the slots in Utopia. Like the longest (laughs) that's going to take you is maybe 11 minutes. And if you're fast, <laughs> you can do it in six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. This is what has to happen is the fear when you see it just with it's just humor, just be like, there it is. Yeah. And now I'm right back in, I've got a thimble and that's as much as I can handle. That's my biggest. And I love that analogy. Like that's my, that's what I'm going to, that's what's going to be in my head. It's like, it's me walking around with this little thimble. Like, and that's <laughs> And I, one of my freaking children's books is called Take That Fear. And it's all about the voice of fear. And, all, you know, so it's like, yeah, and I can do that. This has been awesome because I was ready to go the route of like, you know, sending all, you know, doing all these special things, sending books to influencers. And now it's like, why would I do that? Because that's really great to know the other side of that. Um, so thank you. That's awesome. And yeah, like, that's how I got a boost in sales with my Tilly book. And it was interesting because in your 
kickoff form, the thing that I kind of noticed is it's almost like you have this pressure. Like if this launch doesn't have like a sensation, I'm hooped. Yeah. I'm like, the book's not going anywhere. Do you right. know what I mean? That, yeah. Like, yeah, it's okay. Like, sure. It's great when you can debut on the bestseller list, but are we in that situation right now? But like, it doesn't matter. What matters yeah. is you are in a space and in a capacity where you can just love this book into people's lives. Like that's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't so have to be, Oh my God, if it doesn't happen in September, like it's a, it's a failure. Yeah. Like, no, it can yeah, happen so. ongoing. All the time. Yeah. I think it's now like seeing it, like being reflected back to me, it's totally about control around money. It's about fear of money and, and all of that and not being able to see forward. But again, it's like getting in the space of like allowing that to come to me and allowing. Well, that's what's so fascinating, right? Pauline and I have this conversation all the time is like, we sit with women who are so extraordinary and they're fighting for their resistance and we're fighting for them. Mm -hmm. And we're like, set it down. Yeah. Like every time I would tell myself, literally when I started pitching music, I want you to picture me living in this cute little townhouse in Beverly Hills. And I had a baby, my first one, and I didn't have a nanny or any help. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, she's asleep for hopefully 45 minutes, maybe an hour. I'm going to pitch right now. And I would think to myself, on the other side of these emails is $100,000. I can't afford to not pitch these people. And I have a beautiful, genuine heart. And these mm-hmm. songs come out of that. And when I go to the studio, even my drummer and my co-writer were like, every time we're with you, we feel washed in this, like, you know, they would feel that, like, it was like going to church for the day, but we were in the studio, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, how could I deny that whole wave to happen? I couldn't. So I would sit there with no time and no help and no idea of how, and I would send it and send it and send it. Yeah. So. So if you weren't scared and we could allow this blessing in, then what? That's it. Yeah. Colleen, do you have anything to share? Because I know you can see exactly what's what's here, can't you? Maybe you can reflect that to her, what you see. There is such a beautiful warmth and accessibility that your energy has for people that there's a strength to it, but there's a softness to it. You know what I mean? It's both those pieces yeah. together. And so it's so disarming for people for them to just exhale and be <laughs> they do. You feel like a bear hug. Do you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> the bear is like the perfect like yeah. part of the book for you. Cause that's what it it's just this space where it feels very safe to be around you, right? Like and just yeah. very oh, there's no judgment here. Like it just it's it's clean in that way, right? To experience you. And so it is such a gift, right? For people who can be washed over by whatever words are coming out of your mouth. That's the thing too. It doesn't even really, I mean, the people who are booking think it matters what the heck you're talking about, but it doesn't matter what you're talking about, nor do the people in the room even really care, but it's because when you can drop into that resonance, which you can do, and you know, you did that time, that's your gift, right? Yeah. Thank you. I love that the tears are coming because it lets me know that your soul is hearing this right now. This is an acknowledgement from self, from alignment, from soul. But this is really the conversation we've been having. And one beautiful thing I can maybe add is when you see someone standing in their greatness, JFK, Dr. King, Oprah, Serena, I don't care who the person is. You see someone just fully aligned. It's not for them. They are an ambassador in that moment on behalf of this collective, because there's just one of us. It's just one world. When you zoom out and you look at us all, like the circle of life, the whole animal kingdom, all of us here, the lakes, the rivers, this beautiful blue planet, the the whole field of energy, the infinite, you know, that's why I wear these two circles. It's just this oneness, right? How would we ever come through this journey and not rise on behalf of the collective? Like Mm -hmm. that's where we are. Yeah. How does that feel to do that? It feels lovely. It feels like that's 
I feel calm, like there's tears, but I feel like I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And I know it's like, I need to just let go and just, and just go with the flood, like the river situation when you talked about the dolphins and like, I realized I've been standing by the river looking for like, what's the best way to catch the current? Like, how do I put my toe in? And it was like, just jump in and just go. And yeah, I'm ready to, that's why I signed up for this. That's why I have no clue how and the, and the, the wonderful thing is i have a husband who is fully behind me he seems uh, adorable anybody who wants to be a high school coach i'm like you're just yeah yeah this is the thing is like i've been saying to my husband and he's finally hearing me i said you make people laugh yeah he does he's hilarious and i say to him i go <clears throat> so that's not about you mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to keep that to yourself and it's right. always been this thing of i don't need to be big I'll be grateful for what I have. Like, that's always the drum he beats. And it's like, right. except that's your ego too. Right. That's, that's about you and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And so he's starting to get it. And I'm like, make people laugh and just move the hell on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. God, do we need laughter right now? And yeah. when I think about what you've been through, I'm like, it turns to such wisdom when you get up and speak. Because everyone can relate to a feeling of darkness. Yeah. And what we don't always relate to is moving through it. Yeah. Seeing it through different lenses. You have a lens that took so much courage. And think of how many people have children who are suffering that if they could see through the lens of alignment, there's no way their child wouldn't then resonate with this medicine of being seen and held in what's really also here and okay. And their child could then have someone to hold on to as it comes up and out of this darkness. We all need that. Yeah. Like everything's really, really okay over here. Yeah. That's, that's right on. And that's exactly with my 25 year old. That's what we're going through. It's like, I don't like, he's in this because for a reason and he's going through what he's going through and I've let go of the control of that. And I'm just holding space for him that he's recovering and he's going to be okay. And he's going to find his way. And it's like, and that is a hundred percent true. And that's, that's all you have to know, but it's amazing. Isn't it? That even Colleen and I right now, really all we're doing and we're, we're articulating it in, in, in different layers, but really that's all we're saying to you. Yeah. When somebody can come in and go, whoa, all of this is possible or all of right. this is okay. Or all, but they really have embodied it. It's like, right. it's, it's health. All of a sudden you're like, you get a shot of like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. So let's talk now about Colleen. Why don't you give her a couple concrete steps that she can start to look at doing between now and the next time that we meet? Yeah. Well, so first thing, like Kathy said, take some time to go. I like to use a spreadsheet because it keeps it organized. Like who are these outreach contacts? And you can, you don't have to find a gazillion at once. You can just find 10 the first day. Do you know what I mean? Whatever feels good to you, right? Whatever feels ease filled. They are going to be operating more from ego state, if you will. So when we pitch, our topics need to make sense to them for them to hear them. When we get to that point, when you pitched last time, what topics did you pitch? What are you normally telling people you talk about? talk about the book so the the Tilly book is like having the power to change your thoughts um and through it through the lens of a child but like learning to like see that for yourself and then the other pieces is for working moms and talking through how to you know back to the Jotopia piece like how do you find your own happiness how do you like no matter what you've got going on with your world how can you find those gems that will get you to the next step and when you spoke on stage, what energetically we know what came through you, but what positioning did you have that day when you shared? It was around letting go of the saying, like, I'm exhausted, I'm stressed, I'm this, I'm that, you embody it. And so it's like taking, putting the word feel inside of it, like then allows you to do something with that feeling. So it's it's all about changing the lens, looking at it from a different perspective and not embodying what you're saying. I'd have to go back and actually, because honestly, I was in a complete... I have no idea how I did it. So I'd have Isn't to that the best? That's why it yeah. feels so good. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I have like legitimate testimonials of like that I can use that were just like, wow. Cause something. And can I just say this? 
And that's where Rabbi Aaron's clip I posted today. And he said, if God is unlimited, there's no place where God isn't, Mm. which means we are part of the video game called God. (laughs) Newsflash, we are it. We are part of it. Right. And he says, and we are the better part of it. Why? Mm. Because God, outside of the human aspect, cannot do anything but good because it doesn't have free choice. It doesn't have free will. But the part of God that can take a risk is us <laughs> because <laughs> we bump up against the, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Right. And then we right. go and let's just go. Wheels up, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what's and so that's stimulating. Just, it would be so and- boring. Yeah. To have everything planned and rehearsed. You'd be so unfulfilled. And that's why my husband, like every time my kids, my husband remind me, like when I was about to do something, even with my L and D role and the leadership role, like I would never prepare. And and every time my husband's like, you do this, Joe, that's what you do. Let go of the like, because every time I'm beating myself up, I should have prepared. I should have. And he's like, yeah, yeah you should have. And it's stimulating because it's, it's so boring when it's like, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to do every yeah. day. Same mm-hmm. thing. Can't do that. Yeah. Because that's called, I'm not going to grow today. guaranteed there is no growth but when we get a little bit nervous and your heart starts to race you're like oh what will I experience today yeah that will be so satisfying yeah Yeah. I have no idea like the retreat starts Monday (laughs) I don't know what the opening is I don't know what the I I know that there's a lunch at some point you know (laughs) it's like and I know that I'm there to just be really, really the most loving vibration I can. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll do fine. It'll be spectacular. I know. I can't wait. Awesome. I think between now and the next time, we're going to set down the thimble, <laughs> open up this infinite well, yeah. and we're going to invite the world to drink from it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And one thing that we're going to do is reach out to people in learning and development, which is going to be yep. so easy for you. You are it. And the That's thing perfect. is what I always remind myself is it's not mm-hmm. personal. Like if someone goes, what a dumb email or it's boring or I have no time or, oh, like they don't know me. It's not only right. my sister being like, not writing your back. Like if I haven't right. heard back from her in 30 days, go, where are you? Why are you right. roasting me? Like something's right. up. Right. Right. If you write to 11 people a day and you wind up hearing back from two by Friday, okay, like right. it's not about you. They're busy. <laughs> they've got a cat they have to take to the vet. They've got work on their desk. They've got this, they've got that. They don't know you from Adam. They don't need to write you back. Yeah. Let them, yeah. let them have yeah. the process. That's awesome. Thank you. This has been amazing. I enjoyed this session so much because every session is similar in the sense that like there's only fear and love and all of that, but. I love the specifics when people say, I really want to do this. And then it's like, great, well, here we go. And don't you feel, I mean, I feel it like in this moment, it seems like we've just created a runway for this plane. Like, I don't see anything on the runway that's blocking us. Do you? No, no. I mean, it's like, yeah, we could still come up against the fear of it, but really like we just kind of laid it out. This was an easy one. And you've yeah. already done it. It's not <laughs> even like you've never done it. Like, you, I know. you loved it they loved it kumbaya like I mean <laughs> let's go yeah let's just go yeah you're so right it's time to stop hiding and put my thimble down I love that <laughs> yeah all right well you gave me strength today you really <laughs> gave me strength today I love you and I love your message and you you reminded me of that free fall and how important it is and great it is and I'm so here for it. And I I know that by November at our next retreat, you're going to say, well, here's what's happened. (laughs) I can't wait. I I'm staying. I'm I'm just, I'm putting it out there in Bella. I'm staying at the hotel. Like, cause Malibu, the November I'm flying first class and I'm staying in the hotel. Like, Oh yeah, you are. Also. I just want to end by saying, this is the greatest thing you do for your kids. Right. Yeah. You yeah. embodying that you can really invite in the greatest expansion and show yeah. up for, wow. You know, does that then there's no secrets in a family system. So then the, that really gives them the possibility of, oh, I see. I don't need to be afraid because we don't, we don't teach our kids. We, our kids learn not by what so, we, yeah. it's, it's what's absorbed. Yeah. And they're going to absorb this. That's, I just told Colleen at the beginning, my 12 year old, I told you at the, the retreat, he, 
called 911 back in because he wanted to commit suicide. Like, that's what we've just been through. But like, he's seen this change in me. And so he's like, he's like, mom, you're talking with Kathy Heller today. Like he sees it and he, and he's like so freaking excited for me. And he sees like, he sees the expansion in me and I see it in him. And like, it's just this beautiful. Like he's now like, well, I want to write a book or I want to do that. Like he's yeah. So that's, yeah. that's not a small thing, right? That's probably no. the biggest thing that we've just said on this call. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we all know uh, what we need to do and then we need to just get out of the way and let God take it, you know, let yeah. it be simple. Let yeah. it be like Steven Spielberg being like, I don't know where the shot's going to come from. And I have a really giant amount of pressure on me for so many reasons. The studio gave me $19 million. I want to tell a really important story and I just got to get out of the way. Yeah. As something this special it already is it's already done yeah yeah awesome this was great thank <laughs> you thank wonderful. you Pauline. thank you so Bye. much thanks so i hope that helped you i hope it helped you realize that there might be some resistance that is keeping you from your highest alignment or anything else that we talked about in in terms of outreach and relaunching her career or launching her book or growing through outreach and cold emailing people, but in a personal way, I hope that was helpful too. I want to say again, a huge thank you to Joe for letting us share this with you. I know she's gone through just so much and she's already creating so many ripple effects with her voice, with who she is. You can go follow her on Instagram at living in Jotopia and check her out. Her website livinginjotopia.com. And we're so excited because her picture book for moms is called Dear Mama Bear with the Effed Up Hair. It's available for pre-order and it's coming out on September 20th. I'm so proud of her. Here are the takeaways. Number one, even in the darkest days, you can find the sun. Number two, what we crave most is to fully give our expression away. Number three, everything is in the field. Everything is done. It's all available. Number four, your ego craves certainty. Your soul wants the unknown. It's amazing how good it feels to let go of control. You can just trust reality to come in and support you. Number five, it's just a matter of being a match for it. The universe and the infinite decides how to line you up with it. The work is getting out of the mind, out of the doing, and connecting with the soul. Number six, God knows your address, not you. That's not your job. Your job is to be available for your highest and best alignment and go do your thing. Number seven, when you see someone standing in their greatness, fully aligned, it's not just for them. They are an ambassador in that moment on behalf of the collective. There's just one of us. There's just one world. Number eight, stop standing by the river, asking the best way to catch the current. Just jump in and go. Number nine, what you have inside of you is an ocean, not a thimble. Set down the thimble, open the infinite well, and invite the world to drink from it. Thank you so much for listening. I know that there's just so much going on in your life and just so much you could be doing, but you're listening to the show and I'm just honored to spend the time with you. We have so many good episodes coming up. So make sure that you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow along on Spotify. And if you love what we're doing on the show, then please leave a rating and a review because it helps so much. And can you think of one person in your life who could benefit from listening to this episode? If the answer is yes, then I want you to email them the link or text them the link or post about this on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller and I can then repost some of these. Or you can also tag Joe at living in Jotopia and that is spelled J-O-T-O-P-I-A. I know that it would just mean so much to her to see that you guys enjoyed this episode. And finally, if you want to join me in September in Santa Monica, we have a few spaces left for this Lux very intimate experience. You can go to kathyheller.com slash Lux to sign up. I just love you and I will leave you with a song and I hope you have an amazing weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Uh